We're back. I'm Leslie Marshall. Welcome, welcome back. Only true democracy in talk radio. I don't know how long I'll be able to say that. We are losing our true democracy that we live in. But for now on this Friday, we're pleased to be joined by Zach Ford. Zach is the LGBT editor at thinkprogress.org at the Center for American Progress Action Fund. Zach's been on the show before. More than a pleasure to have him back. Hey, Zach. Happy Friday. Thank you for joining us. Hey, Leslie. Glad to be here while our democracy is still left. Yes, yes. Hold our breath that Monday we'll still have it too, right? Um, sure. And there are just so many areas where people are being uh, stripped of their rights. We saw that with some press today, some press media outlets today. And we saw that with the withdrawal of federal protections for transgender students by the Trump administration. First of all, Zach, I think you and I had talked about this on the air. We may have even retweeted each other's stuff off the air. Um, but there there were many people that were like, hey, look, uh, Ivanka and her husband, Jared Kushner, um, are, you know, are, are, are saving the LGBT community from any of the wrath of Donald Trump. And we're finding, well, no, that's not so. And that there are those in the LGBTQ community um, who are obviously uh, not going to be exempt from the wrath of Donald Trump. And this federal protection withdrawal for transgender students is just one piece of proof of that, correct? Well, sure. We've seen a whole lot of theatrics already, um, not just in regards to how the administration is handling LGBT issues, but certainly in that regards, too. You know, when the Religious Freedom Executive Order was circulating around and pretty much all of the groups kind of had it and were, like, trying to decide, like, is this legitimate? What should we do with this? And the Trump White House said, oh, no, we're never going to do anything that's anti-LGBT. Well, like, the fact that this executive order as a draft even exists suggests otherwise. Uh, You had, you know, a lot of... um, trying to paper over whether or not Betsy DeVos was anti-LGBT, both as she was being confirmed, uh, and then again this week, which we can talk about more in a little bit. Um, And then, as you said, the stuff with with Jared and Ivanka, like, it doesn't, like, there's a lot of attempt to make it look like things are controversial or, or being debated, but, like, all that really matters is the end result. And the end result is they're doing things that hurt LGBT people, and that's what we knew they would do. It's what they said they would do. And anyone who's deluding themselves into thinking that this would ever have been a pro-LGBT administration just doesn't have a leg to stand on. Uh, I would uh, I would agree with you 100%. So the people understand, uh, can you tell us what federal protections were in place for transgender students that the Trump administration has now withdrawn? Sure. So what's important to recognize is that they didn't actually change any laws. What they changed was guidance. So we have this law, Title IX, from 1972, that says in education you can't discriminate on the basis of sex. So last year the Obama administration said, okay, all these controversies keep coming up. We're going to issue guidance that says that as far as we're concerned, that's going to protect transgender students on the basis of their gender identity. And so we had all these cases where the Department of Education's Office of Civil Rights intervened in different schools that were trying to prohibit trans students from using the right bathrooms, the right locker rooms, playing on the right sports teams, being identified by their names and pronouns, all of those different sorts of things in accordance with their gender identity. So they didn't actually change any laws when the Obama administration issued this. Okay, guy, hold that they, thought, they Zach. Thought. Hold that thought, because I, I want you to be able to finish. we got to take a break. We're up against break. Sorry, that's our shortest segment in the hour. Back with you. Back with our buddy here. And we'll be talking more with Zach Ford, LGBT editor at thinkprogress.org at the Center for American Progress Action Fund. Back after this. 
Welcome back with Zach. Zach Ford, that is, LGBT editor at thethinkprogress.org at the Center for American Progress Action Fund. Zach, thank you for holding. Welcome back. We were talking about the Trump administration withdrawing federal protections for transgender students. Before the break, you were saying this is not a change in law. Please continue with the specifics so people understand what this is and what it is not. Sure. So basically what the Obama administration did was they took a side in terms of how they were going to enforce the law, um, in terms of how they intervened with schools, and what side they were going to take in any pending court case. So what the Trump administration has said is we're not going to take that side anymore. We don't support that interpretation of Title IX as protecting transgender students, and we're no longer going to lean on that interpretation in any of the court cases. So what that does is, one, any time that the Department of Education might have intervened to protect a transgender student, that's not going to happen anymore. And two, any case that moves forward, including the one that's before the Supreme Court right now, uh, the, the one about student Gavin Grimm from Virginia, they're not going to support that trans student in that case. Um, and Sean Spicer said at his press conference when asked directly that that was part of what this meant, that they were no longer going to take that position. So it's really all about you know, we have this law, and it hasn't been interpreted this way except in some lower courts. And as we move forward, who, who, whose professional opinion are we going to lean on? Well, if the whole Department of Justice and Education is saying we're not actually going to support this, then the courts are going to hear that, and it's going to be a tougher case for the ACLU and whoever else might argue such cases uh, to convince them to support trans students. Uh, so would this be a fair statement, Zach? That the Trump administration is basically giving the states the right to discriminate against these children, these students, these transgender students. Oh, absolutely. I mean, you saw at the press briefing yesterday, Sean Spicer asked repeatedly, you know, Human Rights Campaign says this is a civil rights issue. Do you see it as a civil rights issue? And he said, no, when do we see it as a state's rights issue? Well, you know what? It is a civil rights issue. And if you look at the history of our country, there hasn't been a single time that I can think of that someone said, oh, that's a state's rights issue, that they weren't trying to make sure that the states could discriminate. Like, if it's wrong, you know, if the, the line was that, you know, President Trump supports letting Caitlyn Jenner use the women's bathroom in his buildings. Well, if that's what you think is the right thing to do there, then that's probably the right thing to do everywhere. And saying that states should have their own choice to make a different decision based on, you know, all of these malarkey claims about safety and privacy that don't really exist, then you're endorsing discrimination. You're saying it's okay for you guys to discriminate while these other folks don't. Uh, absolutely. So that we understand, Zach, um, because, you know, you're tuned into this more so with your job every day as opposed to, you know, some of the people listening, especially if somebody doesn't know or have somebody in their family or their circle of friends or even neighborhood um, that are trans, an adult or um, a child. Um, what what brought this about originally? I just want people to have a clear understanding of the oppression and of the discrimination and the bullying that these children are victims of. Sure. I mean, we've always had transgender people, but certainly even in the last five years, we've seen um, a big burst of visibility um, and not necessarily the awareness to keep up with it. And so because of that visibility, because of resources that are available uh, on the Internet for, for young people and their families, we're seeing a, m- a much larger group of very young people identifying as transgender. We're talking about three-year-olds who have a sense of their gender identity, that they're not 
a girl. They're not a boy. They're the other. Um, <clears throat> and we've seen increasing amounts of research showing that affirming those gender identities is good for those kids. So we're actually seeing kids growing up in the school systems identifying as their the gender identity that they hold, which might be different from the sex that they were assigned at birth. So this is becoming a conflict in schools that don't want to respect that gender identity, don't want to let those students use restrooms that match their gender. And we've increasingly seen court cases um, between families and schools about how to best to serve these kids. Well, those that oppose this, but what is their concern? I heard the crazy one, and I'm the mom of an eight and nine-year-old. My children are not trans. I think they would know at this point if they were. Um, if they end up being someday, they're in my kids and my kids, and I love them, and I'm going to support them in anything um, that they, uh, they, they do, uh, that they choose career-wise, um, or what they feel or struggle with uh, personally, even anatomically. Um, to hear as a, a parent that people are afraid that in, in public restrooms, for example, that men would dress up as women in order to molest children. I have to say, I almost laughed at that. And not that I would laugh at children being victims of pedophiles, but pedophiles don't need to dress up. There's plenty of men walking into uh, restrooms. We had it at our big swimming pool uh, in uh, the town that I live in, in uh, LA County, where you know a kid went in just to change out of his swimsuit after swim lessons, and a guy um, you know, tried to molest him. He ran, and all the lifeguards ran, uh, held him on the ground till the police came. Bravo for them. But the point is, pedophiles don't need to dress up to molest our children. And quite frankly, as a parent, I don't think we should allow our children to go into restrooms with adults alone because there are predators out there. Um, and, and to try and assign that uh, to or to use that um, to discriminate against people who are transgender, specifically students, children who are transgender, um, it, it, ju- it you know, just, I, I just, I, I find that a very poor and lacking excuse. Sure. Well, it's not like there's some magical barrier at the bathroom door that prevents certain people from entering. It's just a door, and anyone can walk in. But we know that trans people don't actually hurt children, and it's silly just in the way that you explained to think that a man would somehow dress up as a woman and somehow be protected to be in that restroom in order to, you know, violate students or, or whoever. Like, it's like none of that actually makes sense. And in fact, there was this really interesting situation in Washington state where the, the state had passed gender identity protections several years ago, but the Office of Civil Rights there hadn't actually like explained how they would be enforced. So that came out last year, and everyone who opposes trans rights sort of backlashed against it. And there was this incident where a man went into um, the women's restroom at, I think, a YMCA in Seattle and said, oh, I'm a man, I'm a man, I'm allowed to be in here because I can say that I'm a woman and that makes me allowed to be here. And the Office of Civil Rights said, no, like, you actually have to be trans to be protected on the basis of your gender identity. And trans people aren't just men one day and women the next. They have always been the gender identity that they identify with. And once they transition, they are that. Like, you know, that's all they see, that's all they present as. And so to suggest that, like, the switching somehow justifies or makes kids more vulnerable is just ridiculous. And like you said, to then translate that into 
students were the same age as each other, it makes even less sense. You know, uh, Mike Huckabee last year went off on something about how he wished they had gender identity protections when he was in high school so that he could go into the locker room and see all the girls. Well, we're not going to let Mike Huckabee go in and do that, and how disgusting that he would even joke that he would want to do that. You know? And what he's not understanding uh, is if he were trans, he is no longer a guy, he is a girl, and has no desire to look at the other girls because he is one himself. Exactly. There's this, this or identifies as one himself. Right. There's this very consistent erasure that happens in the rhetoric that just denies the gender identity of the, the person who is trans. So people who deny that Gavin Grimm, this student um, in the Supreme Court case, is a boy, or who deny that Laverne Cox is a woman. Um, you know, there was this great debate last night on Hardball, and uh, Travis Weber from the Family Research Council, I don't know why Chris Matthews wanted to have a hate group leader on, but he was on there, and Chris Matthews asked him, okay, we just talked to Laverne Cox, which bathroom should she use? And he had to ask him five times, and he never got an answer, because Travis Weber doesn't want to say that a woman should be in the woman's room, because he doesn't believe that she's a woman. But he doesn't want to point at this person that everyone can clearly see as a woman and say that she belongs in the men's room either. So he was really tongue-tied, and it was kind of funny to watch. Well, you know, that, those are adults. Let, let's go down to, you know, what this uh, affects in the school system, which is children. Children are cruel. I have two kids. As a matter of fact, I was just at my kid's school today, and I can already see the uh, the mean girls starting. You know what I mean? My daughter's eight. And uh, and I have to say, I mean, children can definitely uh, be cruel. So if you have a boy that identifies as a girl, the whole school knows him as a girl. He has always been known as a girl. He is a she and dresses as a girl. What happens to that little girl in the men's room, even when she pulls, even though when she pulls her pants down, she has a penis? What happens um, in that bathroom. I mean, kids, kids have been beating the crap out of other kids in, in the restroom for years without this added, um, uh, you know, obstacle, if you will. And, and I don't say that being trans is an obstacle, but I, I, I think it's beyond an obstacle to for, I, I mean, there, there was a great law and order episode and Mark's Marky Mark, I'm sure saw it where there was a boy who identified as a girl, uh, you know, was trans and, you know, had, had the breast and whatever, and hadn't, you know, had uh, the genitalia uh, changed and removed. And they put her in a men's prison. And she was beaten and she was raped. And I fear that as a result of this, we will at some point hear, I mean, to me, it's like, what will it take? A trans child being beaten to death, gang raped? What will it take for America to understand that these are not freaks of nature and this is this doesn't go against God, because isn't there that element too, Zach? Like, oh, God doesn't make mistakes. I mean, I mean, obviously, the religious element, you're speaking to that man who was on Hardball last night. Sure. I mean, the Southern Baptist Convention, for example, has come out hard against trans identities. They say that the Bible justifies that rejection. They're basically only... Uh, quote they can use is that God created them Adam and Eve. It's not very convincing. It's much less convincing than it was to condemn homosexuality. But, I mean, I think you're absolutely right. We know that trans people are much more likely to experience harassment in the bathrooms as it is. And I think that the piece that's missing here is people don't know what these kids look like. They don't know who these kids are. And so it's this hypothetical where they imagine you know, someone cross-dressing as opposed to um, dressing as the gender that they are. And so they just don't have this picture of, you know, 
a, a six-year-old girl who has long hair and is wearing a pretty little dress being forced to use the boys' room and what's going to happen to her when she goes in there. We just don't have that conception because, like I said, the visibility hasn't caught up with the awareness on the issue. And so we just really need to, to educate folks more about that. Are you concerned, because I am, uh, again, about what, you know, this could bring about, um, or is it the hope of real red states that, you know, families who have trans children will move to a state like I live in, California, which is not only blue, but very uh, liberal, very tolerant and protecting of all its citizens? I mean, that's a really big ask for those families to write, to have to move to a different state just so that their kids are safe. I mean, that's not a sustainable model for for protecting trans kids. Um, we have seen like a lot of families will just move their kid to a new school, and because they're a fresh face, they can just walk in and nobody knows that they've transitioned, um, and that helps them acclimate a little bit more to that environment. But it still depends on the school to sort of recognize, okay, we're going to use this name, we're going to use these pronouns, even if you know your birth certificate hasn't changed yet. Because so many states have different restrictions on whether or not you can change your birth certificate. Some say, no, not under any condition. Others say, only if you've had sex reassignment surgery, which, let's remember, is both sterilizing and expensive, and more importantly, not something that all trans people want or need. And so that's... And, and not all, do- and not all do- I don't think um, a lot of doctors will do it with a child. Am I correct in that? Well, well no, the standards of care for trans... Uh, related surgeries is you have to be the age of consent. So any story you hear about, you know, permanent changes being made to kids' bodies isn't actually someone following the standards of care, right? We, we know you can do puberty blockers, and those are safe and totally reversible. They don't make any permanent changes. They just delay the onset of puberty to protect you from undergoing the wrong puberty. And, you know, some middle to late teenagers might start some cross-hormone therapy, but even after a year or two of that, a lot of that will still be somewhat reversible. And so we're not talking about kids getting surgeries, but if the only way that the state allows the kid to change their legal records is to get surgery, that's a bind, right? That's not a tenable situation for that family. And with regard to the children, what bothers me, one of the things we're trying to do here. Um, you know, by teach, teach, teaching our children and teaching people. For example, I was at McDonald's with my kids one day, the health nut that I am. No, just joking. And uh, my my son came in with me, and my daughter was in the car with my mom when she was visiting. And uh, the drive-through line was, you know, too long, so we're getting stuff to go. And there was a, a a man who was trans, but my son was confused because he was wearing the McDonald's uniform, which is pretty, you know, unisex, but he had on a lot of makeup. False. So it was a woman. It was a trans woman. He was a trans woman, correct. She was a trans woman. Right. And and my my son said to me, is that a man or a woman? And my son is nine, and it's the first time we had this conversation, okay, because it's the first time my son saw anyone who was trans, you know, and I explained that to him. Now, we all have a responsibility, it's not just a society, but as parents, to teach our children to be tolerant. And the reason I say this is, there's so much intolerance, especially since the rhetoric and election of our current president, that these children have, these trans children, have so much to deal with. We don't need the added pressure of opening them up um, to not only uh, mental, physical, and verbal abuse in a bathroom, but if a state says, you know, we don't, 
recognize who you really are, that's going to go and spread outside of that bathroom to the classroom, to the playroom, to the workforce, uh, to to uh, renting an apartment, getting a loan at a bank. Sure. I mean, the thing is, we know that kids understand this. I mean, the problem is that parents, adults, really struggle with, like, I don't understand this myself, so I don't know how to talk to my kid about it. Kids actually, like, are much more receptive to understanding, yeah. like, you know, this is who this person is. Yeah. That's but I understand. Um, and just the other thing I'd offer is that, you know, there's all this group of people that gets caught up in this debate who aren't trans, but who are gender nonconforming in various ways. They might be particularly butch women who still identify as women, or particularly fey men who still identify as men, or people who don't identify with the binary at all. And, you know, we're just trying to force people into boxes and, and make it make sense with what we understand, but we're not taking the step to understand who they are and, and what their experience is. Very well said. Zach, thank you for joining us. Zach Ford, you can follow me on Twitter at Zach Ford, Z-A-C-K-F-O-R-D. And the website for Think Progress is thinkprogress.org. Like I said, Zach is the LGBT editor at thinkprogress.org at the Center for American Progress Action Fund.